Hi, I'm Charlotte Valentine, and this is Fiction Addiction. One addiction that's seriously good for your health. So please join me as we talk books and beyond. Welcome to episode two of Fiction Addiction, and I'm delighted to be joined on today's show from Spain by my first guest of this series, Amanda Hopewell. Amanda, first of all, welcome to Spain and welcome to my podcast. Thank you, Charlotte. It's an absolute privilege to be here in the Costa del Sol. Uh, Thank you for inviting me. Thank you. Amanda, as you know, this series is fundamentally about stories, how they're told and the powerful messages that they can tell. I'd like to start by understanding why you are a storyteller. Mm -hmm. And I'm particularly interested in hearing about any early memories you have of telling stories. Um, Perhaps any childhood experiences that you think have contributed to the person who's in front of me today as a storyteller through songs and songwriting, through poetry, through plays, and through, I now know, a novel. Um, What is that you can tell us that helps us to understand the person that I'm talking to today? And as you can see, I like to start with easy questions. (laughs) I think one of my earliest memories as a child was when I used to record myself and pretend I had a radio station. I was quite young and I used to make up characters that would be regulars on the show and I used to give them different voices and backstories. I think that was probably the beginning for me as a storyteller. I then started writing lyrics and songs and as I got older, experimenting with different ways that I could use words. I'm primarily a songwriter and music artist, but I also love the process of creating stories. So this has crossed over into playwriting, poetry and books. So, yeah, I think... Mm. And, and, and to be fair, it's also um, primarily why, why, why you're here in the sense that, um, as we know, and the listeners are about to learn, uh, it's a song that brought us together. And I should explain uh, what that means. Amanda and I have actually known each other for eight, about 18 months. It is 18 mm-hmm. months, yeah? Yeah, about that. Um, but today is actually the second time yeah. we've met. Um, because, again, for the benefit of the listeners, um, Amanda and I actually met virtually on Instagram. And the story, very briefly, is... I was scrolling through my feed, um, it wasn't even a Saturday night, it was the early hours of Sunday morning, um, as we all do now and again, and I came across a song, and the singer was Amanda Hopewell, and I listened to this song, It, I loved the melody, but what actually really resonated with me were, were the words at that point in time. And basically, I messaged Amanda, we got chatting, she heard I was a novelist, so we knew we had words in common. Um, So, and 
what is interesting for me and the reason why um, people might say your podcast is called Fiction Addiction. Why is a singer-songwriter here? Answer, because for me, songs are as much a collection of words that become a story as a novel is a collection of words that become a story. And um, I'd be interested in hearing from you in a moment, mm-hmm. um, because you've written in different genres and now I know that you're involved in writing a novel, which we will talk more about uh, uh, later or on another occasion. Um, but I'm interested in hearing from you how you think the approach to writing, to telling a story through the different mediums in which you've written them, particularly the difference between, say, a play or a novel, which is quite lengthy, which are quite lengthy, and a song, which is short. So I'd be interested in hearing that. However, however, before we do that, because you're a singer, I think we have to have a musical interlude. And I see the look, but you had to, you had to know this one was coming. Uh, I kind of guessed. And um, uh, the song that we both know is the one that I really adored listening to and I've listened to many times since. It's on my Spotify, it's on my Spotify go-to playlist, um, is Lost Without You. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you to give me a few bars of that? However much of it you want to do. Just now, sat here. Yes. Okay. At this table with uh, your computer. In the we have room. a microphone. Okay. Can we go for it? We can go for it. Let's try. <clears throat> Shadows fill every part of my room. Every little corner that you can see. Haunted faces come out of the walls And in the middle of the night all that's left to think of is you When I feel like crying I just sit alone and wait And when I feel like dreaming I just sit and stay awake How's that? I have to say that this is the first. That is the first time <laughs> the first an artist on my Spotify playlist has sat at my table in my living room and song. Is it song a song or sang a, has sung a song for me? <laughs> uh, and it was fantastic. Uh, that, that's you. what you call a cappella. Right? A cappella, yeah. A cappella. Well, I was close. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, I must um, mention, you know, the, this particular song that actually. Um, made us meet each other is a song that I wrote many, many years ago, Charlotte. So way before, I think you might have told me this story once, way, I think way predates the night I listened to it. Absolutely. Because I assumed it was a new song when I heard it, but in fact yeah, it's... It was, it, no, no. It was re-released. Uh, I mean, over the years it's been a popular song and I know it particularly resonated with you, Charlotte, which is great. But it was also a, a song that got me to perform twice at the British Embassy in Berlin and led on to other things where I was invited to perform at some major events and festivals around the world. I sang at the Brasilia International Music Festival and live on Italian television. So all of these things came from that song. And yeah. now, yeah, it's, you know, it's... We, we've met because of that, that song as well. Which is a real bonus of it. I mean, Brasilia was great, I'm sure, but I mean, meeting me was the icing <laughs> oh, well, on the cake. Well. <laughs> um, uh, no, but seriously, it's a. 
I think it's a really, really good song, and it is a good example of where there's a story being told mm-hmm. throughout that song. Yeah. And actually, I'd like to um, just make a comment about the point you made about the challenge of writing short, mm-hmm. which is, I guess, the challenge of writing a song lyric or writing a poem. And yeah. I have huge respect for lyricists and poets because they are able to say a lot in a very few words and particularly I think conveying emotions and powerful emotions which often are better summed up in a few words Um, and because I say this as a novelist and we of course have a whole different set of challenges because when you set out to write a novel you know you're looking to write probably somewhere between let's say 70,000 and 90,000 words which is as difficult in its way as possibly writing something short, but it does give us the uh, the opportunity to um, um, convey a lot about atmosphere and setting and character and backstory, etc., etc. Um, so for me, it's an interesting contrast. Mm-hmm. When I read poetry, I think yes, it's a, it's a completely different skill to those that the novelist employs. Um, but I'm always reminded when I think about this um, short versus long um, thing in terms of writing. I think it was Mark Twain who said, um, if I'd had more time, I'd have written a shorter letter. <laughs> and it's sort of interesting because it would be easy for me as a novelist to think, well, writing a song is three minutes. That's, that, that ought to be straightforward. But I'm guessing it's not. Um, but that gets me to my next question. Um, when, you, when you write a song... Um, where do you start? Do you start with an idea that you're trying to get across? Do you start with an emotion you're trying to convey? Do you start with the music? Do you start with the lyrics? So that's probably four questions in one, but <laughs> I know you can handle it. <laughs> Thank you, Charlotte. I don't always write every song in the same way, but I do prefer to create the melody and lyrics at the same time. So quite often I will think of the type of song I want to create. So it could be a dance track or a ballad. I get an idea in my mind for the style that I'm wanting to create. And quite often I build some chords as a starting point and get a sense for the tempo and atmosphere of the piece. Could I ask you, would that... um are you saying the chords, in a way, and the melody would set the tone for the song? I yeah. mean, if it was a very um, upbeat, um, catchy, upbeat backing track and melody, mm-hmm. you wouldn't write about a romance breakup, probably, mm. to that. Yeah, you, yeah. That would it, tend to be more sombre. So, in a way, the two things have got to match. Yeah, and I think one of the, the main reasons for me in doing the music first or putting down at least some chords and getting a bit of an idea for style is that very reason because you want to sort of create the atmosphere so that when you're composing then you can sort of sit there get in the zone Uh, quite often I'll close my eyes and just allow myself to listen and feel the music and that's when things start to flow okay I'm interested because I think as you mentioned to you earlier today um, that I recently watched um, the Rocketman film mm-hmm. um, very recently actually so I was a bit late to that whole party um, I was about Elton John and 
um, Bernie Taupin. And what was interesting about that, that their mode of writing was totally different because Taupin would write the lyrics and mm-hmm. just, you probably know this, and just hand a handwritten um, piece, a poem, essentially, I suppose, mm-hmm. to Elton John, who would literally sit down at the piano and just construct the music behind it. Yeah. And I guess there are quite a lot of... Because you, you're, you're a musician mm-hmm. and a lyricist, so you're I a singer-songwriter. Are there, are there more examples of uh, people where someone tends to do the lyrics and someone tends to do the music? Because they're, well, they're different skills. Well, I actually do do that as well, because, um, as you probably know, I also co-write a lot of music with Julian Marsh and um, you know Julian uh, sort of uh, does a lot of remixes um, and Love Time being an example Love Time love being that an one. example love that one. yeah yeah um, and, and that's that is an example actually and that's a really good example Love Time because that's one where we did work closely together where we sort of we, we actually developed that together both musically and lyrically um, it, it, it was one we sort of discussed we got an idea for a, a concept Julian sort of um, brainstormed ideas with me and, and I did the same and then it, it sort of it developed that way so that was a way of working together um, and I was sending things across to him he was sending things back to me we're both in two separate countries yes. so it, it, you know it's quite interesting yes. that you can yeah. come and, together and, and, yes. and, it, it, and it's a fascinating world for me because I'm, I'm a listener of mm-hmm. music and I absolutely love music and, yeah. and I'm sure um, most of the people listening do I mean it's just part of our heritage and who we are isn't it and you know there's a Spotify and, mm-hmm. it's, it's, and digital downloads it's uh, it's so accessible Um, and so many people I think that they talk about um, how a particular song that they hear from, it could be a five-year-old song and they know where they were when they heard that song or it reminds them of a person or an event or a thing, it's very, very powerful. Um, So, uh, but it's fascinating now to get the kind of inside track, pun not intended, on um, what the process is. I'm about to ask another favour. Oh, um, so go on. <laughs> probably uh, no, this, well, you, you, you can't pitch up as a singer-songwriter and be a podcast guest and not keep getting asked this question. Um, so time for another musical interlude, I think. And what I'm going to ask you is, given that we've talked about telling the story, telling a story within a song, um, your choice, pick one of your songs that mm-hmm. you think particularly is an example of a story being kind of told from start to finish within the lyrics. Okay. Is that doable? Yeah, that's doable. So you want me to perform it live? I certainly do. Okay. I have to apologise, by the way, to you and also to people listening. Um, there, there's a bit of background noise outside my window. That's Spain. Spain is not a quiet country, but we're going to have to compete with whatever's going on outside. I think it might be a neighbourhood football match in my street, but there you go. <laughs> Over to you. Okay. All right, I'm going to just give me a moment while I sort the backing track on my computer. So I'm going to sing a brand new song which has not yet been released. So this is a first play anywhere in the world and it's called Six Years. Right, here we go. 
very good position to uh, draw attention to social issues, personal issues that people deal with because they have a voice that other people may think they don't have. And I have to say, I was primarily thinking then about novelists, and a lot of novelists have done that. And I think it would be easy, and I'm interested in your opinion on this after I've made my mini-speech, which is one of the things I do, um, I think it would be easy to uh, assume that songs don't really do that, that songs are primarily there to entertain. And it suddenly occurs to me, as we're talking, that actually songs very much can confront issues. And mm-hmm. obvious example is the songs from the war, which you know, inspired a nation um, and got Britain through its darkest hour, I suppose. Um, and those are great songs that we can listen to now and mm-hmm. it, it, we learn something about the history. Um, but I'm thinking also about breakup songs, makeup songs, songs that people write that deal with issues of mental angst. What's, what, what, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I think that? that, I mean, really, probably every song deals with some kind of issue, doesn't it? You know, with some kind of heartache or breakup or, you know, a majority of songs are about someone breaking up or getting back together or loving someone. Um, I think personally, you know, when I write songs, I do... Um, relate them to things that may be happening in my own life I relate them to things that people have told me you know it might be a friend it might be a story Um, but I do I do bring all of that to the table when I'm writing a song so I think it definitely is there as a vehicle to deal with issues Um, and I think it's also probably um, a vehicle um, that people use to sort of give a voice to those issues Mm. and I think the emotion that is felt from those different issues can be fed into a song and I think one of the main objectives for a song is to portray some kind of life issue that a large amount of the population can relate to in some way and feel a connection to it so it gives a voice to that issue I guess one of the main differences between a novel and a song is that a song can only usually deal with one issue or concept whereas a novel often has a concept but within it um, has characters that are dealing with a variety of issues so when I'm writing a song I'm generally focused on one issue and quite often it's something I can relate to or something I've been told about that's inspired me to write about it. But, but so the emotion but, behind it would be based on emotions that you yeah. felt or other people. Exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, and because I'm thinking about the I mean, slightly comical um, image, but it's a very real one too, you know, the idea of you know, um, a girl gets dumped by a guy and the advice from friends is stay home, wash your hair, have yeah. a bath. <laughs> eat a whole chocolate cake and, <laughs> and wallow in some real tearful tracks and tomorrow morning you'll feel better. I mean, it's... It, yeah. And actually the songs that she listens to in that yeah. scenario yeah. are performing a service, really. Exactly, um, yeah, exactly. While well, I'm not alone, a gazillion people have gone through this yeah. and have yeah. bounced back from it. And, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Um, let me finally take you on to... Because uh, we've talked uh, about the, the songs... Uh, and, I'm, and I'm here being triggered by this question of issues because, of mm-hmm. course, you have written other things. In particular, I know there's a play mm-hmm. and there's a book of poetry. Yeah. Um, are those uh, 
prompted more by um, sort of bigger issues, emotional issues? What's the inspiration behind writing the play or the poems? The poems work in quite a similar way to the songs in that they're short and usually deal with one issue or idea. And I think they're still very much about rhythm and the shape of a piece is actually quite musical in the way it's structured, but without the melody and music underneath. When I write plays, I tend to have two very specific genres, psychology and comedy, and they all deal with issues in the same way that any story would. My psychological plays tend to be more serious and deal with more complex issues. A Day to Remember deals with dementia and touches on domestic violence. My play called Bench deals with a type of OCD called obsessive compulsive Spartanism, which is actually the opposite to hoarding. So it's the compulsion to get rid of things. And it is obsessive compulsive Spartanism. Spartanism. Yeah. And I had the idea for the piece but didn't realise it's an actual condition until I started to do research. Then I took the seed of the idea and stretched it to the extreme so that one character actually finds it difficult to have her own child around because of her compulsion to get rid of things. And I just read that because that's a, um, a condition that I was unaware of and mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and I'm certainly not an obsessive-compulsive Spartan. I'm, I'm definitely <laughs> the hoarding end of the spectrum, but um, it would be... That sounds really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. Amanda, before I ask you to play us out, I want to thank you for joining me today. It truly has been a pleasure to hear you talk and uh, to sing, and I have so enjoyed hearing about songwriting from a totally different perspective and uh, I know that I'll listen to songs differently now or I I will bring something else to my listening because I've now got some insight into what goes into writing and producing them so it's really been fascinating so thank you thank you thank you you. you've probably guessed that there's for me only one song that we can end (laughs) the uh, episode with and it's the one that yeah. it's kind of where we came in if you like um, Lost Without You do you have that on your computer that you can I do, yeah. play us out yeah. okay I'm just going to say to the listeners thank you for listening to the show and I will be back soon with episode 3 and I hope you enjoyed today <laughs>